So we're doing a Bible study on how to study the Bible and um, how to overcome some challenges. Um, and I was in the middle of sharing about how to take notes and some of the challenges that I faced with that. So we're in the middle and you're coming in a few minutes into it, but welcome aboard. So, so as I was sharing is once I realized that the taking the notes is or the notes that I take is the only thing that I'm going to remember years later I started to value more uh, the notes even at the expense of like temporary like temporary learning but I'll tell you what I didn't expect is that by committing to the notes above listening to what they're saying at that time knowing that I'm just gonna forget years later I actually got better at taking notes because where your focus goes, that thing grows. And uh, seeking you shall find. So as I sought for my notes, I found ways to fix my notes. And as I was able to focus on that, I learned and grow. Just like any other skill that we would develop, we get better at what we focus on and practice. So by practicing more notes, I actually found that it was relatively quickly that it got comparable where I was able to follow along in the sermon, was able to pay attention to what he's saying, look up the verse, and take notes, where over time that happened. But at the beginning, I couldn't do any of that, and it seemed hopeless. It seemed I seemed helpless. There was no one around me to teach me what to do. I see some people take notes and listen and follow along. Most people aren't, and... I'm I'm probably just like that most people and I can't do what they're doing and I, I was like figuring other people can do it But I don't know how so I was I felt stuck and confused, but That's what surprised me by focusing on that. I got better and then I can do them. I didn't expect that I just figured I'm like, okay. I was willing to sacrifice temporary understanding or hearing the sermon knowing I'd forget it years for the gain of having my notes that I could access for years to come. Hmm. So I just encourage you that as you commit to that journey of taking your notes, you will get better by focus. And you probably have. Like you've you probably as you've taken notes since you've been here, you've learned a little more here and there. So um my focus is though because when I hear them say the verse, it leaves really quick. I don't retain yeah, it uh-huh. and so is what I usually do is my first thing is right the write that down. verse down that's what I learned too that as soon as I get that verse down then I can try to hear them go there and then follow along I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people get discouraged early on because they're trying to look up the verse then write it down and then they forgot where they are and there are and the preachers already reading now as soon as I learned, write down the verse first, then it really doesn't matter how often the preacher does or does not repeat himself about the verse. And it doesn't matter how long it takes me to get there in the Bible because I got it written down. I'm always able to look. And if people can get that, that's a, that's like a micro win, yeah. a micro victory that if people get that concept, it encourages them to stay in the game long enough to improve. Right. I didn't have anyone to explain that to me. Right. And you likely didn't either. So we're just right. freaking out. So, but in regards to taking notes, this concept mm-hmm. is less about taking notes during sermons and more about documenting your devotions. This is more about 
when you study the Bible in your time with God, studying what's relevant, mm-hmm. and something stands out, like when we are to move to the country, that's when you want to be like, look, that's a nugget. I need that. I want access to that. I don't want to have to go through an entire book just to find that again. Yeah. I'm going to extract that from the book and put it in my my document, put it in my my page. And if there's a verse that you're studying, I mean a verse that you're going through, like for instance, number four, it says use the uh, electronic concordance. Um, now let's say on a scale from one to ten, ten being like, hey, you, you know how to use it, you know how it works, you're comfortable, you don't have any problems. One being like, you are so uncomfortable with it, or you don't even know what an electronic concordance is, and you're just like, what's going on? Uh, what number would you say you are with that? Using it. Two. Two. Okay, that's good. Because this, is, this helps us to know where you're at and how I can help you because um, this is the foundation of how this, this concept, all this stuff works. And you've heard enough stories where you see the value of it. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of definitely doing it and learning and, and gaining a skill. What I would recommend, just like it was challenging for you at the beginning to use an e-Bible, now do you find it very challenging to navigate no, through verses? No, I prefer it. Yeah, it's a lot faster, right? Yeah, much faster. Right, but it wasn't at, like that at first. But I think it's a lot similar to that graph that I showed you. I really think this graph is really eye-opening to me because our ideas, the way that we hear it being talked about is so like amazing and powerful. We're like, yeah, so we want success to be like massive growth and already starting way up the growth line right at the beginning and then just spiking from there. But in reality, it's a gradual growth. And once we commit to that gradual mindset, we know that it's faithful and that which is least, then we won't be disappointed when we're not up here. We wouldn't have those expectations to think that we need to be at this, like we can't compare ourselves to other people because even for myself, like, when I when I didn't understand the Bible at all, I read them like I don't know what I'm reading, I don't know what's going on. And that Bible worker, I'm telling you, she had an iPod. I'd ask her any question. It seemed like she had all these verses memorized, and it was just like, whoa, she's got all these memorized. In hindsight, I realized she was using an e concordance. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. I asked about the tribulation. She looked up tribulation, and boom. She has all 22 verses in the Bible that talks about it. So she's telling me, go to this verse, go to that verse, go to this verse. And I'm like, dumbfounded that she's got all this memorized. She's going through a concordance. So I didn't know how to use that at first. And I'm all flipping in the Bible while she's like turning in her iPod. But she taught me about, she answered all these questions. Mm-hmm. So we all have to start somewhere. Um, what if you... That's a skill. So if you're a 2, your goal is not to get to a 10. Your goal is to get to a 3. And it's just day by day. So um, what if we... Ouch. What if we pull it up? And um, what's a verse that you... Or let's deal with the... Um, what if we go to your subject on grieving? 
What if we do that? We look for some of these verses that you don't have memorized. Okay. Because remember, go to your docs. Um, I think you just hit back, yeah. And then, no, that's perfect. And then I think it's at the very top. Just scroll all the way to the top. Yeah. You see somewhere in grief? There you go. I saw it. Your finger's on it. Oh, not anymore. Hmm. Your finger's on it. How can you say my finger's on it? Because you were pointing at it. That's the love of God. Oh, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. You're right. Sorry. But I do know there was one oh, that because, said, there, oh, there you go. Now sorry. my finger's on it. I saw God and I thought it was grief. Okay. I'm glad God doesn't bring us grief. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Okay. Study on grief. Sloppy notes. Oh, okay, so you got your sloppy list. This is this is the area where the E concordance comes in. When you have your sloppy list, you've got some verses and ideas. Now it's just a matter of how to find those. How do you find verses you haven't memorized yet? By going to the TS... No, no, it is the concordance. And you type in two words that you can remember. That's right, that's right. So what's a verse on here... I can't really read it. My back hurts. But um, what's a verse on here that you want to look for? God will wipe away all tears. Do you have that memorized? No. Okay. God will wipe away all tears. That's good. Let's go to your. Let's go to your Bible search. Let's go to your concordance. Do you remember how to get there? Um, God will wipe away all tears. I'll go here. And I'll go great. to my Bible. Yep. Perfect. Can I get away? Okay. Well, just ignore it. It's not hurting okay. anything. So I'll go here then. And then, since I don't know where it is, I go over here. Then go to concordant. Com commentary? So here's the catch. It's not going to say concordance. I call it an e-concordance because oh. it's the same function. It's the same. A concordance takes a word and it shows you every place in the Bible that has that word. Hmm. That's not a feature on the Bible. The Bible calls it a search. Okay. So you actually need to look for your Bible oh, search. I know what that is. That's the magnifying glass. Yep. So in my mind, the magnifying glass is a concordance. Okay. And the reason why is because it's the same function, it's the same principle. Okay. When I hit the magnifying glass, it took me back to the Bible. No, actually, you had a menu open and you clicked behind the menu, so it got rid of the menu. Oh. So you had to actually... So do I go... No, I don't know what I do. Okay. What, All right. How do you get those those back? Why do you type up... Why do you tap up there? Did you know you can tap anywhere no. to open it up? No, I didn't. Okay. I always said I had to tap. No, nope, you don't have to tap up there. It's That's anywhere. Good to know. Okay, I go back to the Bible. No. No. Where is your search? Well, I thought it was there. My that is it. My glass. Okay. Yep. So I can go there again, and well, then type in the two words that I know. Yeah, but look, let me show you what you did. What you did is you had. You had this menu open. You see how everything's oh, dark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't select the, the magnifying glass. You you exited the menu. Okay. And it got rid of the whole menu. So that's why it didn't open. 
All right. So go ahead and go back to the search. Now I'm going to go. So what verse are you looking for? What? Wipe tears. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Wipe. W. Now here's the thing. If you don't, if if you have challenge spelling. I do. Then don't type it. Why would you type it? That's right. Just erase all that. Or if you're slow at typing or any of that. Right. I'll be quiet. Wipe. Well, hold on. You have to click it. I mean, you have to tap that and wait for the icon. Okay. Okay, you long press. There's a difference between long pressing and, and just tapping it. So you didn't select it. See, that was a menu? Yeah. That's okay. You can go back up there. To the magnifying glass. Well, you're there. No, you have to put your cursor in the search bar. That's a search bar. There you go. Okay. So tap it once. Wipe tears. Perfect. See, when it's green. Yeah. It still would say that, but yeah. put wife and tears. So how do you fix that? When it's underlined right after you, you spoke it, mm-hmm. you, can, you can tap the underlined word to correct it. Like that. And it's the wipe and it doesn't even give it to me. Okay, that's right. So delete um, it? Yeah, you can delete that. And then what about Sears? Click it's that. tears. But it doesn't right. give me that option. Now, let me tell you this. Okay. Um, these, the voice to, uh, voice to text, um, the voice to text technology works better in sentences. They recognize the words that you say better if you, you use s- it in a sentence. Yes. Um, so just like one word here and there, it it's not as it's not as accurate because they use words in context to to predict or to interpret or to guess what you're saying. Right. So just know that it's not impossible, but that's just more inclined that way. And if it and the thing is, you train it. It gets to know your voice. The more you use it, the more it'll understand. Like um, there's actually. There's actually a, a button that you could do to actually recognize. They'll give you sentences to say, and you can speak it, and you can train it to know your voice. That freaks out some people, but honestly, if I'm someone that doesn't like to type, or is bad at spelling, or has challenges spelling, or whatever, then I want my phone to recognize my voice and how I say wipe and tears, not wife and tears. But it's saying that because it doesn't recognize your voice. Um, okay. And so you just, you got to ask, like, what does it really matter? Like, is it a big issue if they recognize your voice? Or would you rather be able to spell? Or is it a bigger issue not knowing how to, sp- or, or having the challenge with spelling? And then, um, right. yeah, so. Okay, but if I say the sentence, wipe away tears. The challenge with that, honestly, if I were you, I'd do two things. One, I'd try wiping tears again, and two, 
I had calibrate my voice as I'm thinking about it. I could show you the settings, but um, if you say wipe away the tears, you risk the more words that you throw I know in, it. you risk. But then would I be able to take out the words that I don't want? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. But let's try it one more time. Just try those two words. <coughs> Wipe tears. Don't long press that. Just tap it. Okay. Did it say it? Wipe tears? It did. It did. See? Because you, you told it it was wrong the first time, it fixed it, or you said it differently, one of the two. But okay. that's good. Now I go to magnifying glass. Yeah, you can do that to search. Mm-hmm. You came up with five verses. Five verses. That's good. You shall. Now, question. Now, now, when you have five verses, you have options. Um, the is. You have options here. What. Do you remember about where in the Bible? Do you remember a book? Do you remember if it's in Genesis? I think Did it was Jesus in Revelation. You think it's in Revelation? That's so, my thought. I've. If you think that, this is what I do. If you're looking for a verse, go, you got two words, now you got options, now you figure out about where. Is it Old Testament, New Testament, you think Revelation? Don't start at the top. Start at the bottom. It's Revelation. And you found it like that. Yeah. That was seconds. It was literally, like without all me talking and taking up all this time, you found that in seconds. There's two of them in Revelation. Yeah, and I didn't even know that other verse was there until we went over this last time. Like, that was cool. When you're doing a word search, now you're not limited to just one verse. You're able to be like, whoa, look at all this that I can have. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. So what I would recommend you do is I would open the one that you were looking for. Start with that. Do you know how to open it? It's this one. Yeah, do you know how to open it? Because that way you can read the context. By going view more? There's two ways to do it. So on on any computer or device, you have options. There's usually multiple ways to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And anything with words and an underline and it's bold, maybe a different color, that's, that's always a link. Yep. The verse or view more, both of them will work. And so it takes me to the Bible. Yeah. Where I get it. But, but now I want to put it in my notes. Yes, you do. But hold on. Before you do that, what I always do at this point is I read the context. If it's what I'm looking for, I read like a verse above and a verse below. And if both of the, if, if the verse above is like clearly like this has nothing to do with what I'm looking for, then I like I don't read more. But then I read the verse below, and then I'm like, wait, this is really good. This is what I'm looking for. Then I read the next verse. Okay. So go ahead and try that. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Do you think that's part of the the promise? Is that like... 
also relevant and like meaningful that you, that's comforting with in terms of grief that God will be with you and be your God and it's okay if you say no if if your emphasis is more on wiping away the tears then um, you want to document your devotions it is important well the whole bible is important it's not asking what's important it's asking what is resonating with you individually what stands out to you the most that's what you want to document number four okay but i'll read five to see if that goes on there you go and he that sat upon the throne said behold i make all things new and he said unto me write for these words are true and faithful does that really resonate with you and comfort you and help you in the grief no okay so then it's just number four that you're looking for yeah because yeah what's important is there will be no more death nor sorrow nor crying amen nor any more pain for former things are passed away that verse is very significant very meaningful so you'll always know how to find it now now what you do do you know how to copy it no um tap it and then you can hit the um you see the icon for copy yeah i think that one might be no you're close you actually have to slide it to the right a little bit that's a copy is that mean copy is that universal yeah well copy doesn't really have a universal icon but but when you see two pages that look the same then it looks pretty that was good it was a visual so go like that and you see what it says it's going to copy that yep it's already copied so now you just hit that switch icon switch button yeah the windows button i think it's called the windows button back here no on the left yeah right there i think that's a windows button i think because i want it here on my study Uh uh-huh so i go back there yep and what i would do is scroll down and put in your miscellaneous notes but it doesn't look like you mind if I see this oh you didn't have a miscellaneous notes you got a sloppy list okay so here's another thing that I would recommend so that you're not your notes aren't all disorganized is in between your sloppy list and your miscellaneous notes you want to put I'm sorry phase one of the devotional document is your sloppy list yes phase two is treasure hunting right now you are searching for these truths as for hid treasures they're hidden and you're using the the magnifying glass to go search it out you're Mm -hmm. like treasure hunting but as you're doing that you need a place to store your treasures and that's your miscellaneous notes they're not organized you're not trying to put them in any like step by step right now but you need to differentiate between your sloppy list and the verses. So go in between your sloppy list and where did the full verses start? Right after. Yeah. But where? Yes. Right there? Yes. So put your cursor there and then um, you have to double tap to edit. Double tap. You just tapped once. There you go. And... Um, I would put miscellaneous notes or M I 
S-C. Notes. M-I-S-C. Yeah, notes. Good. So that's perfect. But does that hurt your eyes when you just see like a whole continuous text? You got like one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, and you got yeah. verses. Right. So put some space in between them. Okay. Take take it easy on your eyes. And to get rid of that number, just hit enter again. So you got rid of it. And then after the miscellaneous notes? Exactly. Okay. Doesn't that help? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I give spaces between every new verse, every new concept. The only time that I leave, like, no space is if it's verse 3 and 4 and 5 and it's in order. Then I keep, there's no space there. It tells right. my brain that. Or if, um, what else is, when do I do it? I use it if they're, if it's like a, connected thought or something okay so that's good another way that you can differentiate that title is um, if you select miscellaneous notes or just put the cursor on that line see how your cursor is on the bottom line right yeah um, can you get rid of your keyboard oh, oh no, no no don't do that just so there's the menu up there that you want to see. You're going to have to slide down a little bit so you can see it. Like that? Yeah, but you don't have to slide that far. Um, you want to be able to see the miscellaneous notes and the but the thing at the same time. So if, so I'll show you. So you start up here, and you can't see. When you scroll up, the menu button dis menu disappears. Right. So you scroll down slightly. You see how it came back? Yeah. What you did is you scrolled down up like that, and... And then you saw it come back, and then when you can see it, it disappeared, so you couldn't do both. You see what happened? Yeah. It's playing peekaboo with you. So you start up at the top, bring it down, and then you can see them both. So you want to hit the A. That A. Yeah. I can hit it. It gives you more options. Uh, do you want to bold? Bold is good. I I like to bold them, but you have to like select them to do that. But really, I just want to put them in the middle. I go um, paragraph, paragraph, and then put the one that looks like it's in the middle. Doesn't that make it stand out more? Yeah, it does. Right. Yeah, and it it just helps. And you can just hit. Um, you have to double long press. If you long long press the words if you want to select it. And then you drag one of those blue ones out. Yeah, you know. Cool. Perfect. Look at that. And you got yourself a title. And it really stands out. And it makes your notes not so sloppy and disorganized. Right. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest concerns that I get with people in taking notes and maintaining their notes is it starts to get long. People get confused and they get discouraged because they don't understand the notes that they're taking. And then I ask them, are you using miscellaneous notes? Are you using sloppy? Are you using headers like this? And they're like, no. I'm like, Darren lies your problem. And they're like, is it really necessary? Well, your notes are all disorganized. You can't read them. That's why. People who use that, which you just did, mm -hmm. they don't get disor disorganized notes. Okay. So 
here's the here's the catch. You already have the verse in there. Right. So what you did is you looked it up before and you put it in your notes. And it's still on a sloppy list. You need to delete it from your sloppy list so you don't look it up again. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. And now you know how to how to look how to highlight the whole thing so go ahead and highlight it and you have to hold your finger still first there you go oh wow look at that I didn't even know you could do that that's cool delete. I learned something new yep cut cut's not delete but it, it, it kind of works it's in your okay. clipboard but it's not going to hurt anything in your clipboard so then that one became number five. Yeah, but you want to get rid of that space. You don't want some random space there. Again. Perfect. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it became number five. So your goal during this treasure hunting phase, phase two... Is to find all the different verses. Yep. While at the same time, looking for new verses that you can go... That you can add to your sloppy list. You want to get that down to zero... While adding any other new things that come to your mind, you want to write it down. On if you go through the list. yeah, and if you go through the TSK, you might find some other verses you want to go to. So you write it down. Okay. Yeah, but that's um. That's that's the big part. I think we covered a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, we did. Thank you. Um. Does that uh do you have any questions? No, that's that's good. I need to use what I learned, so that's good. Before I learn more. Now my only encouragement to you is if you're at a two with the electronic concordance, just get mm -hmm. to a three. Do you think you've increased at all from a two to a three? Or are you still feel no. like you're a two? Do you think you went to a four or five no. or a six? No, no. No, but it definitely went to a three. Oh, you got to a three. That's good. That's yeah, progress. You're right. And that's that whole curve. That's the curvature I was telling you about where mm -hmm. it's just a little bit at a time yeah. and then you'll see the returns, right. but it's worth it. Yeah. This is how gospel workers and bio workers are studying their Bible. And I'm like, what if all of these pastors, evangelists and teachers have been studying like this? Why aren't we teaching this to other people? And I'm just like, why are we not making this prominent? Because this is what is equipping people to not depend on um, other people's memories, other people's studies, other people's knowledge. This is what equips you to know for yourself why you believe what you believe and be ready to give an answer. Amen. So that's good. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. Praise God. You want to close us with a word yeah, of prayer? Let's... All right. Our most kind Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for making it so easy and helping us to learn how to do better in our searching and studying and um, so that we can lay up your word in our hearts and our minds that we may not sin against thee. And I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.